0: I had just started my high school career. I was in grade eight and it was our first assembly. We were greeted by a speech from one of our matric slash grade 12 students. The minute he stepped up on stage, I was starstruck. He had the most decorated blazer I'd ever seen and his introduction was one that I could only dream was said about me. He had just come back from the Global Young Leaders Conference or as we fondly called it the GYLC and at this point I knew that he was my role model. I wanted to one day be able to address my school with the same charisma that he managed so effortlessly. That had now become my dream, to become as accomplished as him and do good for the world. Even after he matriculated I ensured to keep in tabs with him because he was such a golden inspiration. He has since accomplished so much more from that little stage in high school and it is his perseverance and grit that has kept pushing me forward. His humble nature and eternal will to help are unparalleled and I am so grateful to be able to call him both a friend and a mentor. I won't give away his story because it is such a beacon of hope and he articulates it better than anyone else can. What I will say is that he's won the Best Startup in Africa award, so you don't want to miss out on this one. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my brother, the real Black Panther, Vilani Mbueni. Brother, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I know everyone is going to thoroughly enjoy this one. So, I know you need no introduction, but for the sake of our listeners, Velani, please tell us who you are and what your story is.
1: Arch, thanks so much for having me on your podcast. It's incredible work you're doing. Um, As mentioned, my name is Velani Mbaweni, I'm the co-founder and CEO of uh, an award-winning tech startup in in, in Cape Town, South Africa, called Lula, and what we do is uh, we connect company commuters to private shuttles on their way to work, saving them money and freeing time. Uh, We're really targeting a huge, huge issue across emerging markets because over the next five years, uh, cities across Africa will be incredibly congested, uh, overpopulated and lacking sufficient infrastructure. I started my entrepreneurial journey uh, about 13, 14 years ago when I used to sell uh, airtime to all the students in my classroom uh, (laughs) before phones were even allowed at school so uh you know Mm -hmm. not not for rules uh but that that that's my my entrepreneurship journey really dabbling into the technology and seeing how we could really solve problems and serve people um as time has progressed i've studied um three times i did my undergrad uh, bachelor of commerce in philosophy politics and economics i then Mm -hmm. went on my honors in politics as well as pursue a business degree at vits business school. So um, really enjoyed wow. education, really loved learning, mm-hmm. but also uh, have a really strong affinity for getting my hands dirty, rolling up my sleeves and really tackling important problems. Um, mm-hmm. I really wanted to be an aeronautical engineer from the get go
0: Oh wow, really? Wow.
1: Okay. Yeah, so uh, actually when I got accepted for my undergrad, I, I got into vits university for aeronautical engineering. But um, for some strange reason, I just never went. I ended up going to UCT to yeah. study marketing, politics, and economics, and that was really because I strongly believed that life wasn't about me, uh, and that in order for me to make a dent in the universe, I have to Ooh. do something Ooh. that okay. enables people to. Part. Yeah, I had to do something to enable people to uh, improve themselves, and so that's why by studying ppe i try to find out why the world is the way it is and how i could create platforms to enable people to thrive um so yeah i started two businesses before lula and um you know lula is currently my my bread and butter and uh yeah we've raised some capital both locally and internationally we employ quite a few people um we're a seed stage business and we're actively growing through this pandemic
0: fantastic well very few people know this but I also got accepted for aeronautical engineering and chose not to do it. So <laughs> <laughs> um, glad glad that, you know, we, we decided not to pursue engineering. So, I mean, if that's what the introduction is, ladies and gentlemen, imagine how the rest of this is going to go so i know you mentioned you've had you've started two companies before this and one of them was super interesting to me so i thought i'd just ask you know what led you to found pambile Zanzi, which was one of your first um, ventures
1: yeah so so pambile mzanzi uh which loosely translated means forward south africa um was a non-profit organization started by myself and three other co-founders what mm-hmm. we really sought to do is, again, solve problems that are really, really pressing Africa as a whole. Um, and so mm. we decided to solve this using what we called intergenerational conversations. So you get, you know, the vice chancellor of a university, the minister of education, a group of students, bring them in one, you know, space, deliberate on issues uh, and create these solutions. And those eventually mm-hmm. become recommended to the state. Uh, and one of those that tackled was the issue of equal access to education, higher education um, mm-hmm. and during 2015 for those who don't know, we had um, let's call it some student uprisings where which was yes. dubbed famous fees must fall, uh, When South mm-hmm. Africa people had no, you know, to access higher education you have to pay quite a bit of money and if you're poor, you're fundamentally excluded uh, from the higher education system, so we Indeed. effectively built a policy that resulted in what was now the equal access to higher education policy by the department of higher education. Um, So that that was really the basis of what we wanted to do, bring young minds, older minds, same room, create create solutions. And yeah, that's what led us to start the business.
0: Mm, Amazing. And I think the whole premise of that was not to benefit anyone else, but those in need. And it's very important that people are focusing in today's day and age to really build businesses that help support the community and empower those that are part of the community. And increasingly, that's a trend. And I'm just so grateful that, you know, people like you exist and are doing such things. So, I mean, I wish I had the foresight for something like that and i grateful to have heard about it and learnt and you know tried to contribute in some ways in the little ways I have through other organizations so yeah now how did this lead to Lula and what is Lula in a little bit more detail (laughs)
1: sure so 100% I think uh, Lula has always been something that's been on my mind for a while Um, Mm -hmm. and I'd seen was um, you know transportation in emerging markets is fundamentally chaotic It's disorganized, there's lack of information and paying for transportation continues to be an issue. Now, Mm -hmm. what I thought about is, you know, how can we make transportation more organized, more convenient and more safe? Um, Mm -hmm. And so as a final year student in in Cape Town, um, I started working on this problem. However, you know, through much deliberation, flopped, I pivoted maybe twice.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um, And I really got to a point where it really wasn't about how I was trying to solve a problem, but what I was trying to solve. Mm. Um, so my fundamental belief was that without access to transportation, you can't access economic opportunities. And if you mm. can't do that, you can't you know, solve for the inequality gap that we have in emerging markets. Indeed. So in a nutshell, Lula is a mobile app that's connecting company commuters to private shuttles to give them a sustainable and productive commute. that works is you download the application as part of a company you say you work in place a and you live in place b you need to get to work by x time and leave by z time and we dispatch dedicated vehicles to pick you up from your front door in the comfort of your you know of your colleagues so you can enjoy a safe ride to Mm -hmm. work and back Mm -hmm. what you see is that public transport is fundamentally efficient owning a car is expensive and you know pollutes the environment and so lula brings know the efficiency and convenience of owning a car at a price point similar to public transport and this is something we really want to scale across Africa and that's what we do in a nutshell
0: wow yeah that's that's I think you've really nailed that elevator pitch there which is something all us budding entrepreneurs struggle with and I think if anyone wants to know what an elevator pitch needs to sound like that's it um (laughs) thank you so much uh, it's it's so clear and so articulate the way you put it is just you've explained the problem it's clearly a problem and you've explained exactly why your solution is the one to tackle it so wow um, now not many are as fortunate but I do believe that in in the midst of all these things that were happening and the things you were doing you were in the vicinity of the Pope so what led to that incredible opportunity?
1: <laughs> yeah so the, the pope I, f- I found myself at the vatican uh last year around september mm-hmm. um part of a group of african entrepreneurs called the harambians um which you know you could kind of call us like the avengers of african entrepreneurship oh, wow, uh, and what okay. we found ourselves doing is we were you know chilling at the Pope's summer residence mm-hmm. um we were Doing what entrepreneurs do and you know discussing with people who matter and you know solving problems and you know leading to some form of collaboration uh and yeah the the pope had enabled us to be at the pope summer residence um and when he came back he was on like a, a world tour of some sort and when he came back to give his you know uh mass in, in the vatican he gave us a shout out and i'll gladly send you the link where he said you know God bless the young African men and women entrepreneurs solving problems uh, for the continent called the Harambians. And oh, as he said, we were opposite him from the rooftop of the summer residence, well, mm-hmm. the, the kind of Vatican church. And uh, we all went crazy because we were like, wow, the Pope really appreciates us. Um, so, yeah, that, that was how we were, you know, really blessed to hang out with the Pope. We even actually had a, a morning mass in his garden. Um, wow so
0: yeah
1: safe to say that that god is really with us through his messengers
0: indeed that that is just phenomenal wow that's that's an experience of a lifetime and that's amazing wow okay so now you know i know you kind of i mean certainly for me you really are a beacon of light you know for young people out there that want to achieve good things and that want to do good for the world so what are the biggest challenges that you've faced on this path? And I know there have been many. So how did you overcome them and, and what kept you pushing forward?
1: Sure. I, I think I would be amiss to, you know, to sum it up as like one or two, three challenges. Uh, mm-hmm. Because entrepreneurship every day is quite a challenge. Um, I'll mm-hmm. tell you, you know, Reed Hoffman from LinkedIn uh, mm. who speaks of entrepreneurship as jumping off a cliff and having to build a plane really, really fast before you hit the ground. Um, and that analogy is, is very, very true because you are learning to do things that you've never done before with people you've never worked with um, okay. and the market kind of hasn't validated you as yet uh, yeah. and you're constantly falling. So it's not like you have an infinite amount of time before you hit the ground. So entrepreneurship in general is a very, very challenging, call uh, uh, a task field space to be in. Mm-hmm. But I could probably speak about three or four things that have really challenged me as an entrepreneur. Um, yeah. But two of the challenges have really made me a lot stronger. The first I could say is, is people, right? Um, as, as an entrepreneur, you have this vision, you see what many people don't see, you understand things that many people don't understand, and then you have to convince people to join this journey with you. Um, mm. And some people join it for good reasons, some people join it for bad reasons and you can never really tell especially in the early days who's in it for good who's not in it for good um yeah. and so yeah. people being your greatest asset will will tend to be a, a challenge especially if you know you have clashing personalities and different views so i'm a very patient person um yeah. and i'm a great, i know that know, yeah <laughs> and i really believe in people so i believe in giving them a chance whereas yeah. some people will be you know, will notice those skills about me, and then take advantage of it. Um, so, so I think that that is a very interesting thing is, is dealing with people. The second thing that I could probably emphasize is, you know, dealing with rejection, because you know, if you're optimistic, which all entrepreneurs should be, you're gonna get bashed so many times by potential customers, potential employees, potential investors, and being comfortable with hearing no or not now or not yet, you need to really separate that from your person. So every kind of rejection you get should give you a direction. So they say out of your greatest rejection comes your greatest direction. And having people mm-hmm. say no so many times, so many times can mess with your mind, but it mm-hmm. doesn't mean to give up. So I overcome those challenges by really looking into what the rejection was, understanding the touch points where people were saying no and improving on that. So if some investors said to me, you know, we're not going to invest in your business because you don't have enough traction, instead of sitting back and crying or complaining about the investor, I would make notes and I'd research what is traction? How much traction do I need? So if I was doing one ride a day, maybe I need to get to 20 rides a day uh, mm. and then go and like figure out with my team, how do we get to 20 rides and showcase that in a short space of time and tell investors, hey, look, we went from one ride in January to 30 rides in february this is clearly showing growth so that's the second point rejection the third i could mm-hmm. probably emphasize is um staying resilient to the path because as mm-hmm. entrepreneur, it's very very easy to be distracted by all sorts of things right um you could be distracted by your friends who are getting jobs at mckinsey you could be distracted by you know your your cousins going to school at harvard and think that your journey is not going to materialize into anything. So overcoming that challenge was always a thing that I would you know, say to myself is remember why I started. Why does yes. this problem solving matter so much to society, to myself, and to the investors who've backed me? Um, and, and this is why I strongly believe that no one can steal your idea because no one will have as much resilience, time, and resources to stick to the path. Um, so really wow. just wondering why you started is a very, very critical thing um, mm. for any entrepreneur. I think last but not least, Aj, is um, mm. probably to emphasize uh, taking care of yourself. This is something that many people don't speak about. Uh, as an yeah. entrepreneur, you know, you read TechCrunch, you read all these publications about guys who are working 80-hour weeks and, you know, drinking all the coffee and, you know, coding <laughs> to- <laughs> You know, it really sounds swag, but there's a famous quote that says, if you don't make time for your health, you will end up spending time on your illness, right? So you you could have a stroke, you could have high blood pressure, and all that work that you've been trying to do and hustle and become like this superstar will leave you bedridden in a hospital and life will continue without you. So being able to have the discipline and time to stop and say, hey, this is a marathon not a sprint i must mm-hmm. take care of myself i must rest i mustn't mm-hmm. always have my emails on um is a very very important thing that i think many of us entrepreneurs don't talk about uh, and so i have solved that challenge by <clears throat> by by uh, switching off all my notifications on my phone so mm-hmm. i don't have any instagram twitter facebook on my phone uh mm-hmm. in fact deactivated my facebook account Um, Mm -hmm. I don't have the emails app on my phone and my WhatsApp notifications are off just because I needed a way to understand that not everything is urgent and not everything can have my attention. Um, And I think Mm -hmm. this is some, you know, it's a little step that entrepreneurs should take that can actually change their ability to run this race. Because resilience is not necessarily about, you know, pushing and pushing and pushing. It's also about learning to recover, learning to rest and be fresh for a brand new day.
0: Those are some golden pieces of advice. And, you know, I'm so grateful because of all the episodes we've had so far on the podcast, those are kind of really the points I've been trying to stress time and time again. And the best way to validate that those points are important is not for it to come from me, but for it to come from someone as successful as you. So the fact that you've said the exact things that I strongly believe people need to hear is just such an important you know piece of encouragement for people to really draw on what other entrepreneurs are so willing and helpful to tell them and to advise and give to them that it can change their lives so thank you I think that was like I, I I tried to live my life by those principles and I think the fact that it's helped you get to where you are is just an indication of how important it is to really focus on not only yourself, but knowing what that long-term vision and that dream is. Um, And there's a very nice quote by the Dalai Lama, which I think I'll, I'll make use of in this episode, which quotes to your point exactly. So yeah, thank you. And now that we've gone through the challenges, which were kind of, you know, advice as well, if you had one, one golden pearl um, of advice or one word that you would want every young person in their life to follow in order to achieve their dreams or achieve success, what would that be?
1: Wow. Uh, I, I think you've really put me on the spot because it's really hard to choose one, let alone mm-hmm. to use one word. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'll compromise and use one phrase. Um, And I'll just say that it's really, really important to always read and write. Um, Being knowledgeable has helped me in uh, rooms that I never thought I'd be in. It's helped me succeed in front of people I never thought I could succeed in front of. Um, And so being a young entrepreneur, constantly reading, um, you know, books, newsletters, articles, Generally, just reading, 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 reading has helped me a great deal, uh, and writing, as as a contra to that, has um, helped me, you know, hone in my thoughts and really express them. And once you read and write, th- that combination constantly reinforces a position that you want to achieve. So if okay. you keep writing on, like, you know, your journal, I will be a success. So I will succeed. I will be, you know, make an impact in my society. That, that constant confession of what you want your future to be will eventually manifest. So reading and writing for me, as simple as it sounds, is probably a golden nugget that I'd recommend to any entrepreneur on the journey.
0: Fantastic. Well, you know, to be incredibly honest, I feel just the same way as I did that day in, in, in my high school hall at Crawford in grade eight when you got up on stage and spoke. I'm in absolute awe. So thank you so, so much for joining us today, Valani. I, I wish you nothing but the absolute best in your every endeavour. And you know really you always leave me speechless so thank you from the bottom of my heart i really am grateful thank you my
1: brother anytime and i wish you utmost success with the arch speaks podcast and everything else that you're up to i know you're definitely on the right path to succeeding and making a dent in this universe
0: what an episode i found that delai lama quote here's how it goes the delai lama when asked what surprised him most about humanity he said man because he sacrifices his health in order to make money then he sacrifices money to recuperate his health and then he is so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present the result being that he does not live in the present or the future he lives as if he is never going to die and then dies, having never really lived. Such powerful words, and I think Vellani truly embodied the essence of what the Dalai Lama was trying to get across to us. To close off and to wish you all a phenomenal 2021, I'd like to leave you with my lifelong inspiration, Steve Jobs, who has said, here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them, but the only thing you can't do is ignore them, because they change things. They push the human race forward, and while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius, because the ones who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who do. Until next time, alvida, dosto, take care. This is the Arch Speaks Podcast.